Shout out to Clarity for supporting this episode and providing us with the samples. I've been battling allergies for years now. Let me tell you, they've been a real ordeal in my life. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available release sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to ClaritinD.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, gang? Welcome to The Greatness Machine. I'm your host, Darius Mershazda. I'm so pumped to have you here with me. Now, listen, The Greatness Machine, we're about two things. Number one, people who are living their passions. And number two, those who are creating greatness in the world and doing both of these things despite the odds against them. Each episode, we're going to feature interviews with game changers, business leaders, you know, telling us their origin stories, what made them tick, what got them to where they are now. Why? So it can help you step into your greatness within your life, your business, and your career. Occasionally, you might hear a few solo episodes from myself, moi, as I say, as I leverage my 20 years of entrepreneurship as a CEO and founder to help you grow and level up in your journey to scale your life and your business. So come be a fly on the wall, enjoy the conversation, and I'm stoked to have you here with me. What's up, everybody? Welcome to today's episode of The Greatness Machine. I'm your host, Darius Mishazi, and today I'm flying solo. It's been a while since I've done it solo. <laughs> so, you know, I was thinking about, like, whenever I do solos, I always like to, like, think about, like, the, the things in my life that imp- have impacted me or these, like, turning points in my life that have been super impactful for me, uh, these pivotal moments. And we all have these pivotal mo- moments where, where kind of everything changes. And, and for me, you know, I grew up, uh, I'm going to take you all the way back. This is something that happened to me when I was actually around 15, 16 years old. Um, and it was a moment that I, I kind of saw the first time in my life, I saw myself take a really big risk and kind of first time my, I guess my, my entrepreneurial self was like challenged before, but before becoming an entrepreneur. So I'm going to talk to you, I'm going to tell you the story of how I, I became class president of my school. So some of you might be like, we don't give a shit about this, Darius. And I'm going to tell you, listen, this is like, it's, it's actually a pretty funny and interesting story. So, so trust me on this one. Um, so when I was, I was in high school, um, they, we, we had class where you could run for class council. And I was like, I remembered seeing people do this and I kind of noticed the pattern that the people that ran for it in junior high school would get into it in high school. And then, and I saw this kind of click of kids running around with their student body, you know, t-shirts and sweatshirts. And and I was like, oh, that's interesting. And they got to be the leaders of the school. So it was actually my first foray into leadership. And for whatever reason, I felt called to do it. I said, you know, I want to run for, for class council. And, um, you know, I had a couple moments here that were really challenging for me, but um, I felt called to do it and I missed the deadline to do it my in 10th grade and which you had to do it in ninth grade. So I told myself, I said, I'm going to run for class council in uh, 10th grade for the 11th grade class council. 
And the way it worked at my school, this is in Canyon High School in uh, Anaheim Hills, California, was it, if you ran and you got the most number of votes, you would become the class president. Now, the interesting part about this was the top eight people would get class council. And there's about 32 people that ran. So you had about a 25% chance of getting on class council and you had about a 3% chance of becoming class president. Now, mind you, I, I was, you know, a semi well-liked person. I was friendly with most people. I've always been friendly with most people my whole life, but I'd never been on class council. So how it normally worked was there was kind of this hierarchy. People that had been on class council over and over again would, would, would generally become the class president. And so I was a newbie, if you will. And so I was taking a chance, like, you know, 25% chance of getting on class council, 3% chance of being class president. The odds were against me to say the least. And I always noticed, you know, this is, this is, I guess, <laughs> a lesson in a couple of things. It's a lesson in, in a, how to be different and being true to your authentic self and see taking a risk when the odds are against you. That, that's how I would, if I was to kind of characterize this entire podcast, it's going to be about all three of these things. And, and doing so, I'm really like going after a calling, right? Because I felt called to do it. There was no reason. I didn't have a friend that said, hey, you should run for class council. My parents weren't pushing me to do it. It was just something that for whatever reason, I wanted to do it. And so I started planning for this months in advance. And I had this idea. And now, if you've, if you've ever seen the movie, there's a movie called Election with Reese Witherspoon, which is almost like a perfect, inter and Matthew Broderick's in it too. It, that will remind you of like this time period when I was doing this. This is in the early to mid 90s, Southern California, you know, and kids would put these like lame posters up where they'd say like, vote for, you know, Sally, she's your pally. They'd make these dumb rhymes up and, and, and post these big posters up. So the way it worked at my school was you would put posters up. You got a certain number of posters you got to put up around campus. Um, and then your name, and then you go and you would campaign all week. Uh, and at the end of the week, they would do the election and whoever, you know, they vote. And then again, whoever got the top eight votes would be on council and whoever got the number one vote would be the, the class president for the school or for, for their class. And so, we had to go put up our, our posters and then, you know, you give, you do giveaways all week to kids that, you know, wear t-shirts and stuff like that. So the, the school kind of got lit on fire because every class did this. So you had three different classes doing it. You had the freshmen campaigning for their sophomore class. You had the sophomores, which was my class campaigning for junior class, the juniors campaigning for senior class. And the, the freshman class wasn't here yet because they were still in eighth grade. And so, and so I remember seeing all these lame posters. Now I'm going to give you a little bit of, it, this is not going to come to a surprise as to anyone that listens to the show, but I was like a super irreverent person. Like I was a obsessed with Saturday night live at the time. And at the time Saturday night live was like Adam Sandler, Chris Farley, Dave Spade, all these like heroes of mine were, were running Saturday night live. And it was kind of this very like irreverent sophomore humor, um, that was really popular. That was that was really part of the culture of, of that moment as far as comedy went. And and I was like straight up like obsessed with these guys. And so this whole idea of being irreverent and being funny was like how that was my identity identity when I was 15, 16 years old. And I was obsessed with this type of humor. And so I saw all these like really lame posters. And I was like, I want to make mine different. And so I was an innovator and I thought, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to, I'm going to incorporate pop culture into mine. So, I, and now this is pre-internet, like more or less like 1994, 
right? So it's not like I was going on internet looking for stuff. I had to go get a bunch of magazines and cut out pictures and use these pictures to build my posters. So, so I go and I pull all these people magazines and all I, I probably used, I don't know, 20, 30 magazines. And I cut out all these images from the magazines and it, it was, I, I'm embarrassed to say it. I'm not going to even say some of the things I did, but you know, I was making fun of getting pictures. I'm pulling up all these things that are like bullseye in the news topics and making my posters about them. And it's like vote for Darius. And I'm, I swear I'm not going to say it cause I'm embarrassed to say it now as an adult, but, but I was making fun of all these things that were in the news. Uh, I was essentially trolling all these things that were in the news and, and saying, and bringing it back to voting for me. Um, and, and so I have like, like an example would be like, I had Tupac Shakur who had been, uh, you know, who was a very popular rapper at the time. And it was like something to the effect of like, you know, vote, vote for Darius. He ain't nothing but a G thing. Right. Like, like, like they didn't even make sense, but they were funny and they were different and they were interesting and they were thought provoking. Most importantly, they were very, very, very different than everybody else's. So, and I, and I had done like 40 of them. Right. I had a big image of like Mr. T and it's like, I pity the fool who doesn't vote for Darius. Like, like the, and by the way, that was one of the, my more like clean ones. I mean, a lot of these were like super like aggressive and pushy and like totally, totally as an adult, as a parent, totally <laughs> not acceptable for school. Like these were, these were like, I, I, in today's world, I would have got canceled for half the things that I put up. And so <laughs> I'm, I'm laughing because I'm thinking about, I had a picture of a kid, for instance, that was like, it was the back in the day they used to have like the feed, the home, feed, the, the, the Sally Struthers was on like these infomercials and she's like, give to the, you know, just five cents a day puts, you know, feeds a child in like Somalia. And so I had a picture of a kid from like war torn Serbia with like literally on a crutches and like with an eye patch and said, just, you know, $1 a day and a vote for Darius will, will, you know, save young Timmy's life. Like the, it's like shit like that, right? <laughs> so I was like, I was being very creative and I had no filter and I made all these posters that were, again, the opposite of everybody else's. Shout out to Clarity for supporting this episode and providing us with the samples. Hey there, friends. It's Darius Mishazda here and I have a little confession to make. You see, I've been battling allergies for years now. And let me tell you, they've been a real ordeal in my life. Allergies have been my constant companion. They stop me from fully enjoying the little things in life, canceling plans with friends because of sudden allergy attack to missing out on an outdoor activity because of the sneezing fits. Allergies have been a real nuisance. Luckily, for those of us who live with symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing and a runny nose, itchy, watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. I've been a Claritin D user for many, many years now. And let me tell you, it's made a world of difference. Since I started using Claritin D, my symptoms have improved dramatically. Now I can breathe easier, enjoy outdoor activities without worrying about sneezing fits, and truly live my life without being held back by allergies. Ready to live as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter now. You don't even need a prescription. Go to ClaritinD.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin Clear, uses directed. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. In the world of successful partnerships, names like Procter & Gamble, Ben & Jerry, and Supply & Demand echo through business history. But when it comes to growing your business, who are the perfect partners? That's you and Shopify. 
Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. We're talking from launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the, did we hit a million dollar order stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling shipping supplies or promoting productivity programs, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Picture this, a time when my business was facing a tough hurdle and I wasn't sure how to break through. But then came the breakthrough moment, a game changer that took my business to the next level. You know, what I absolutely adore about Shopify is its unparalleled ability to adapt and grow with your ambitions. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 75 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash Darius, all lowercase. That's D-A-R-I-U-S. Go to shopify.com slash Darius now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash Darius. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. So I was super excited. I go to school. I post these posters up everywhere all over the school. I, I mean, they're everywhere. And and in my school at the time, like first period started called at eight, eight o'clock in the morning. So I got there at seven, hang up all these posters and I go to my class and it was like I had, it, this is again, pre-internet, basically within one hour of school, I went viral. Like, like uh, the, again, pre-internet, pre-cell phones, like this is many, many years before like people going viral was a thing like <laughs> on the internet. I went viral in my school and I went to my class and, and my first period was Spanish and my Spanish teacher, who was a very conservative, very, very religious woman, Mrs. Bussy hated what I did. And I got pulled out of class within one period. All my posters got torn down and I got, <laughs> because basically I just like, I just like painted my school with a bunch of like irreverent, like inappropriate posters everywhere. But, but I had become noticed and, and look, look, I wasn't doing it to be mean and I wasn't doing it to be unthoughtful. I was just being myself. I mean, that was kind of, I was kind of a funny, goofy, irreverent little kid who was expressing his creativity in an environment that didn't ask for it. <laughs> but, but both the, the damage and the notice had been done first and foremost so my the mrs clark who was our head of activities director she pulls me aside now she doesn't know me at this moment she's never met me before i'm just some kid that literally came out of nowhere and did something that was that the whole school went went crazy over so every class saw this and i'm having people approach me and they're like oh my god your posters are so funny and now now this is like for someone like me i felt like a genius at that moment 
I was surprised that again, an hour later, every single one of my posters was torn down. I was pulled on my class. I was now a like a hellion. Uh, Miss Boosie, my teacher, thought I was like Satan's spawn. <laughs> so she was far from my fan from that point forward. Um, but 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 a couple things that happened. Number one, I've been noticed, and and I felt like I was just being myself. You know, I was just like this. I expressed who I was. I was being super creative again, like probably not the right venue for it. But the, the, the next thing that happened was really interesting. I was now on the map and, you know, in a world filled with monotony in a world filled with everyone trying to look like everybody else. I see this on social media. Now everyone looks like everybody else. I had done something different and I was just being authentic to who I was. And so I fast forward to two or three days later, and now they didn't kick me out of the election. They almost did. I almost got kicked out, which would have been, would have ruined the story. But I, Mrs. Clark, Miss Clark, I love her. Uh, you know, we became, we ended up becoming good friends after this, but um, Miss Clark allowed me to stay in the election and I just kept campaigning. You know, I think I, I redid some of my posters, um, my, my more clean ones, um, but it didn't matter. I could, I could, the fact that, that I got noticed a, and that eight, the fact that my stuff got torn down did everything that needed to do. I was on the map. So everyone knew who I was at that moment in my school. And I stood out because I was different and I was authentic to who I was and I was irreverent and I was, I expressed who I was and I didn't look like everyone else. I stood out from the pack because I wasn't afraid to be different. And three days later, you know, my, my school ended up voting and the most miraculous thing happened. I ended up getting voted number one votes in my class. And now it wasn't because I was qualified necessarily. I mean, whatever that means, being qualified to be on student council when you're, you know, 15 years old, you know, I hadn't done it before. I didn't have a track record, but everyone knew who I was. They remembered my name and they voted for me because they had a few votes to give. And they're like, this guy's hilarious. And they could remember who I was because of this thing I did. And I ended up becoming class president of my school for my class that year, the, the, the next year. And, and, you know, that election was definitely a moment where I got to see this weird thing where like my talents were recognized in, in, a, in a way that was not obvious. And the next thing that happened was I got to join the student leadership, associated student body in my school. And I met all these amazing people and I went to leadership camp and, and it really was this turning point because it set me down this road of becoming a leader. You know, if I was to pick one of the most pivotal moments of my life, that would be it. I learned what it was to lead other people from getting to lead my class and getting to lead my school. And, and I got to meet amazing people and I got to I immediately changed my friend group. Now to the dismay of some of my old friends, they were not happy. Like they were not happy that I ended up moving into a new room. But I ended up moving into a new room and I ended up being around kids older than me and I got to be around other leaders and I really, I resonated with them. I was like, I like to lead and I saw that they like to lead. And I mean, if you want to talk about how that ended up parlaying, that parlayed into me getting my job at the White House when I was 22 years old because one of the girls in my ASB group, my associate student body group, who was a year older than me, she ended up working at the White House and we ended up staying friends and then she got me into the White House six years later when I was in college. So it's amazing to see what one thing will lead to the next. No, and if you had told me when I was 15 years old, hey bud, you're going to put these posters up 
and they're going to get torn down. And you're going to end up meeting this girl a year later who's going to then get you a job at the White House six years from now. I would have thought you were crazy. But that's what ended up happening from that experience. And so it, it was really, really eye-opening for me. And it taught me a few things. Because number one, I'm going to say this. There was a lot of people that were like, there's no way you're going to win. In fact, my mom even said that to me. You know, I hate to admit it, but she's like, you know, my mom was in a bad headspace and she was upset that I was spending all my time doing this. And she's like, you know, she said something mean to me about it. A lot of the kids were like, you're not going to win class president. And I was like, well, watch me. I remember I said that to them. I said, watch me. I've always had this side of me where if you tell me I can't do something, it makes me want to do it more. And, and what ended up happening from it was I ended up winning. I ended up doing what other people said I couldn't do. And I ended up doing it my way. And I think that if I was to look at my whole life, it was a massive gift that I was given at that moment because it taught me something. Nobody knows what you, you're capable of except you. And you have to believe in yourself. And, and for me, I just always had this natural urge. If you told me I couldn't do something, it made me want to do it more. And so think about the things that you're doing in your life that people are saying you can't do. The only time someone tells you that is because they don't believe in themselves. You are capable of doing whatever you set your mind to. And even if you don't get what you want out of it, you'll get what you need. I've learned that too. And it gets you onto the next stage. So for me, the greatest gift that I ever received was that gift. You know, when I was 15, that was one of the greatest gifts I've ever received in my life. It was an early gift, but it set me on this motion where I got to learn about leadership. And then that set me into the direction of where I'm at now, where I'm, I'm all about leadership. I love leadership. Now, funny enough, I'm going to, I'm going to end on this. I know this is a, you know, kind of a circuitous, is that the right word? I don't know. Um, circuitous, hate when I get words wrong, um, way of, of, of showing something that happened. So the next year I ended up running for student body president or vice president of my school, excuse me. And the most hilarious thing was everyone's posters looked like mine a year later, every single one. They all looked just like mine. Everyone copied what I did. I was just the early adopter. I just, I, I was the first mover, right? Now you'd be like, oh, did, well, did it work again? It, it, this, you know, you can't, you can't copy the magic of creativity. You can, you know, you can imitate it, but you can't, you can't copy something that's new and different. So I just had to get more creative the next year. But, but it was really funny when I saw that, that I had set in motion this new way of doing campaigns. So everyone was trying to do them, but they were there. I mean, these are the same people that were like saying that were rhyming their names with bullshit the year before. So <laughs> you can only imagine how bad their posters were when they tried to be funny. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a cool experience to, at a very young age, you know, I'm, I'll be 45 in, in, in a couple months here. It was 30 years ago and this happened to me. And, and so I want you to think to yourself, like, what is it that I could do to be more authentic to myself, to express myself to the world because the world's looking for you to express yourself. They're not looking for you to copy somebody else. You know, when I see folks getting on social media and sounding like everybody else, it's the wrong move. Go be you. You know, everyone doesn't need to see a, a copy of someone else. That's, that's that carbon copy of other people. It gets lost in the noise. And you know, if I could say anything about my way of doing that, this shows a good, good representation of it. I do me on this show. And, and for better or for worse. And, 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 and whatever comes out of it comes out of it, you know? And, and I think that the world is going to be a much stronger place. The more leaders, the more people go out there and do themselves better. So do themselves, do yourself better, 
don't just take, you know, like, oh, I got to go copy the way other people are doing it. I, I just think that this is a, a huge issue with why there's so much mediocrity out there. People are afraid to be themselves. People are afraid to take risk. People are afraid to follow their calling. And for me, again, being 15, when I got that gift, it set me in, into a trajectory that changed every single thing I, that I stood for. It changed who I, who I was friends with. It changed the rooms I was in. It changed my belief in myself. And it changed, for me, it showed me that good things happen when you are true to yourself. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. I can't believe I shared this with you. <laughs> with that said, um, leaders and givers, if, you know, if someone needs to hear this episode, please share it with them and um, give us a review, give us a rating. Uh, we love to uh, share our gifts to the world here at The Greatness Machine. And until next time, peace out. We love you. You are listening to The Greatness Machine, and that's a wrap for today. Listen, if you love what you heard, subscribe to the show on whatever podcast platform that you're tuning in on so that you don't miss any of our future episodes. We have tons of great people coming on, and we're, we're stoked to have you here to enjoy it with us. Leave us a review. Tell us what you love most about this particular episode. We love getting the reviews. We love to see what you guys love most. And if this particular episode, you know, made you think of someone who's leveling up in their business and in their life, print screen, share it with them. Leaders are the best givers. And after all, we're all here to support and grow with each other. And in case you want to see some of the fun behind the scenes shots or some of the things that we're doing, I'm actually writing about this in my weekly newsletter. Go to www.therealdarius.com and subscribe to my newsletter. We're talking about fun things like business and life and mindfulness and cryptocurrencies and gosh, I don't even know everything and anything, but it's tons of fun stuff I write about. I try to get it out on a weekly basis. You can subscribe at www.therealdarius.com. And with that said, look, thank you guys so much. Appreciate you. I love you. Peace. We're out of here. See you guys on the next one. This episode is brought to you by the Yap Media Podcast Network. I'm Hala Taha, CEO of the award-winning digital media empire, Yap Media, and host of Yap Young and Profiting Podcast, a number one entrepreneurship and self-improvement podcast where you can listen, learn, and profit. On Young and Profiting Podcast, I interview the brightest minds in the world and I turn their wisdom into actionable advice that you can use in your daily life. Each week, we dive into a new topic like the art of side hustles, how to level up your influence and persuasion and goal setting. I interview A-list guests on Young and Profiting. I've got the best guests, like the world's number one negotiation expert, Chris Voss, Shark, Damon John, serial entrepreneurs, Alex and Layla Hermosi, and even movie stars like Matthew McConaughey. There's absolutely no fluff on my podcast, and that's on purpose. Every episode is jam-packed with advice that's gonna push your life forward. I do my research, I get straight to the point, and I take things really seriously, which is why I'm known as the podcast princess and how I became one of the top podcasters in the world in less than five years. Young and Profiting Podcast is for all ages. Don't let the name fool you. It's an advanced show. As long as you wanna learn and level up, you will be forever young. So join Podcast Royalty and subscribe to Young and Profiting Podcast or Yap, like it's often called by my Yap fam on Apple, Spotify, CastBox or wherever you listen to your podcasts.